Oh, we got five, we got ten viewers. Awesome. Uh, hello. Hi there, everyone. Uh, we have Cameron, Christelle, Daniel, Danilo, Dominic, Catherine, Matt, Patrick, Pippa, Robert, Stephanie, Willem. Wow. Oh, awesome. Right, I'm going to wait for a few of you, or for everyone to jump on the call. I'll give it another minute or so. Got 22 participants now. We'll see how many we've got uh, coming up. Um, so, yeah, thank you everyone for joining. I'm uh, just going to check that we are recording. Yes, we are. Yes, good. I am here in the home of the Happy Startups here in Brighton. It's our studio down here. Um, please, oh, excellent. Uh, please say hi. Um, thank, yeah, you're welcome, Willem. <laughs> and oh, hi, Rob. Thank you very much. That's great. Uh, I'm getting some some feedback and participation. Sometimes it's a bit eerie when you're talking to yourself in a camera and you're not sure who is actually listening to you. Oh, hey, and that's Apu. Hello, Apu. How you doing? Uh, I'm just gonna. You're uh, you're you're a surprise for later. So I'm just gonna switch off your video for a bit. Bye bye. Like I get my chat. <laughs> and I'm going to mute you for a bit. Yeah, that was a bit of a, uh, a little surprise there for you for later. Um, cool. That's great to have you all on the call. That's good. So what is this whole call about? This is really uh, this is just a little free thing that uh, I want to give you a bit of an insight into uh, the, our homeschool. Uh, and really tied to that is this whole idea of what does success mean to you? Because that's really kind of fundamental to what we're trying to do at the Happy Startup School in terms of what does, uh, what does it mean to build a happy startup? Uh, and one of the ways that we do that is in terms of communicating what we believe in is through the homeschool. Um, and I'm going to go into that now. I'm going to try and switch to slides so you can actually see what I'm going to be talking about. So let's see. Here we go. We're going to share a screen screen which screen I'm going to share we're going to share this one and we are now going to play this one there we go go away go away go away, go away. sorry I'm just trying to work out how to get keynote to play there we go cool right I hope you guys can see that um, of course now I can't actually see if you can see my, uh, see any messages but anyway I want to carry on regardless so what does success mean to you? The, the structure of this webinar I'm going to break it into four little sections um, firstly I'm just going to talk about our success story so in terms of how we've defined success and how we're actually trying to push forward with what we're trying to do um, and then what I'm going to do is just talk about how you could define how success means to you and touch on uh, the free course the free lesson that we actually hand out on um, on the as part of the homeschool and then I'm going to give you a quick uh, tour of the homeschool and tell you a bit more about uh, essentially show you a bit more of what that's about um, give you a tour of the classroom how we actually run the, uh, the, uh, the course itself uh, give you some more details on that and hopefully we'll have Kevin Rosario Johnson who's on the course at the moment he's halfway through the November tribe uh, and he'll give you a bit of a spiel about how he's doing I kind of sprung it on him today because I wanted to have someone, you know, a couple of people who are on our homeschool at the moment just to give their feedback of how things are going. So I thought I would get him on board as well. Cool. Loads of people coming on now, which is great. Uh, it makes me feel like valued. Anyway, and part of my success story. So, uh, and after that, um, I'm going to be opened up to any, uh, opening up to questions from you guys. So there is a questions tab 
on Zoom if you guys can work it out. So if you can put them into there, then I can run through them uh, towards the end of this webinar. So the idea is it's to take about probably 40 minutes to an hour, depending on how much I ramble, uh, like now, uh, and then also what questions come back, and then also who, can, who I can get on the call. So what does it mean? Uh, what, is, what does success really mean to myself and Lawrence? who are the founders of the Happy Startup School. So uh, Lawrence and I have known each other from a very young age, um, actually since we were about that tall. I am still that tall, Lawrence is a bit taller. Uh, we, we went to school together, uh, nothing, no kind of miracle start. We weren't sort of a perfectly formed entrepreneurs coming out of our mother's wombs. We were just normal school kids, uh, did the normal school kid thing, riding bikes. Uh, sadly chasing girls who never really kind of paid us an attention uh, did the university thing did the the kind of whole uh, work thing uh, and it was one of those things you know the world of work when you kind of look at it especially when we had our uh, careers advice at high school it was like it was not very inspiring basically uh, and it felt like you know work was just hard and deal with it retire and then enjoy yourself which you know that really didn't get us fired up at all. Um, now, uh, I try to avoid work as much as possible. <laughs> and so I, I did the whole uni uh, postgraduate and, and just stayed on the academic career as far as I could go uh, So until people stopped paying me to do that. Um, uh, Lawrence, he did the uni thing and he went off traveling. And then we did our, both our separate, uh, went off on our separate ways. Uh, and funnily enough, we found ourselves in the same industry, which was, uh, ultimately the web design industry. Uh, I was working for a uh, kind of sexy little studio in Soho, central London, doing kind of technical development stuff. I was a programmer and then eventually kind of a technical director of an agency. Uh, Lawrence was a really successful web designer. He had started working in the corporate world, but uh, as a kind of in a financial, in a banking institution, hated it so much. Uh, he had to teach himself something else. Um, and so he got out, started, taught himself web design, had an amazing freelancing career. And at some point we thought, actually, um, I was in a job which at the time I got to a level where I hated the politics. I hated the kind of the stifling atmosphere that we were getting at work. Um, feeling like there was no autonomy, um, no feeling that you could actually were making any kind of difference because there was all these layers of uh, bureaucracy in terms of account managers and project managers. Um, and Lawrence had the design skills. We knew each other. We kind of trusted each other because we were friends. But there's always that thing, you know, don't go into business with friends or family. But we kind of ignored that. And we decided, actually, let's, let's try this thing. And uh, we... We had very uh, successful career paths going on there, but we kind of saw, saw that that wasn't really for us. It wasn't making us feel good and feel happy. And so we, we got together and we started up Spook Studio, which was our uh, web design studio. And um, because of our backgrounds, we were able to do quite a lot of work, the kind of work the big agency were doing, but just the two of us. And ultimately, our, our aim for building Spook Studio wasn't necessarily just about uh, making loads of money and growing an agency, which is the standard model for our, this kind of business. It was more about um, just doing work we loved. You know, we were really into the thing, the, this kind of idea of just making things people wanted. Yeah, trying to actually 
listen to what our customers want, uh, our customers needed, really understanding and engaging with them and actually creating stuff that actually provided value to them rather than just making something and trying to flog it to the, anyone we could. So for us, it was really about the work. And for us, being able to do the work we enjoyed, to feel like every single day was, uh, was like going to see a mate essentially, uh, rather than having to trudge to go to an office, feeling like uh, not having the, uh, this other idea of dreading the Monday morning, actually skipping into work as, you know, as much as that is possible. <laughs> but it, it, was, it was core to what we believed. But at the time, it was very instinctive. It was all about basically uh, learning every day, enjoying the day, and, and feeling like the stuff that we did was making a positive impact on our clients' lives. Uh, and we made quite a lot of stuff, you know, we, we really, um, over the time, and this is now, we started, must have been 2006, actually a bit before, a bit, bit before that, 2004. So, you know, we'd been in business for at least uh, 10, 12 years, uh, working on from sort of like, in these days, simple web projects. At the time, it was very quite dynamic, interesting, uh, sort of quite technical stuff, but over, over time, just from doing just normal websites to actually uh, working more with startups and really helping startups build out their ideas. And that for us was really, really interesting. We love that, that creative process, trying to engage with our clients, really trying to understand what they're trying to do, really challenge their ideas, really. Um, and then growing the business that way in terms of growing our portfolio of work, growing our body of work in a sense. But when doing that, and then looking at what was next and then meeting other people in the business world and particularly you know, the kind of networking meetings you go to as a sort of a founder of a business, you know, the, the, sort of the path forward looked really bleak and it looked like this. So this is The Apprentice in the UK and it was all about this whole thing about making loads of money, scaling, being big, kind of squashing the competition, being first. Uh, and that kind of um, ruthless approach to business didn't sit well with us at all. Uh, and we didn't have a term for it. We didn't know what it was. It just wasn't us. And it wasn't something that we were going to be happy doing. And so seeing that and seeing how people interacted in that world and also seeing how an agency grows. So for most for agencies, most of the time, the way to grow the business is to grow the number of people you employ. Myself and Lawrence aren't you know, great managers. We're not, we're not, wanting to have loads of people under us it wasn't our vision of success to, to grow a big business because in the end when you start growing the business as an agency and start growing the number of people you have to have this massive responsibility to what we call feeding the beast essentially you then have this responsibility of having to generate a um, certain amount of revenue every month in order to pay everyone's salaries which if you have a business that works that way and you're that way inclined, that's all good. But then if you start having to chase work purely to feed the beast, all the creativity just flies out of the window and the pressure comes on and you just start not enjoying your work. So while some people would say, awesome, build the business, build it as, far, build it as big as you can, make that exit, make that money, that wasn't, that wasn't success for us because in the meantime, we'd be stressed not enjoying our work, probably starting to uh, get ill, not seeing our friends, not seeing our family because we're tied to the office. To me, that was just essentially becoming a slave to the, to the business. Not for us at all. Uh, and so 
we took a very strong decision at that point. We were around about six of us now in the agency. Um, this must have been two or three years ago uh, to think about why is it we are in business in the first place? What is it that we're trying to achieve? And we had uh, this kind of naval gazing exercise on the beach as you do in Brighton because we were a cool kind of town with loads of bohemian types that do no work. Um, we decided to go down to the beach and sort of have a think about what is it that we're trying to do with this business? Where are we trying to go? We're not trying to scale it. What is it that it's, it's achieving for us? And we started to think about all the values and the, the elements that we enjoyed in work. And so things like having fun, you know, caring about the people that you worked with, making things simple, not having jargon, not having this kind of weird, uh, complex language. It's like getting down to the basics so that it was much more clear about what we're trying to do. Not working for working's sake. It's about really uh, being effective, not just being busy. And honesty, really saying how it was, not having this horrible politics. I can remember when I was a, 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 the uh, the agency as a director, just people not saying what, what they really meant because of this fear, you know, having fear, living in a, or working in an organization that was uh, led by fear, just, it's just stifling. It doesn't create creativity. And we are, we are, uh, our worth is based on how creative we are in our brain. So that kind of business wasn't for us. So ultimately these were things that made us happy and, and we saw what we were trying to do with our work was optimize for happiness. So that was the thing that really kind of resonated with us is the, the essence of what we're trying to do was optimize for happiness. And so with that, at the same kind of time, it, it, we, we were working with lots of startups um, and entrepreneurs trying to help them build their products and businesses. And one of the key things that we found challenging with those projects was the people didn't realize or understand why they were building those startups in the first place. Now, the method, I don't know if you guys have heard of The Lean Startup, it's quite an old book now, but at the time it was groundbreaking in, in this new approach of how to build innovative businesses, how to build a organized or a, a, a business in an environment, what they call extreme uncertainty. When you're doing innovation, you might not necessarily know what the product is or who the customer is or how you're gonna make money, but it's usually at that edge of uncertainty where some amazing stuff happens, you know, stuff like Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, and, you know, Zoom, one of these, uh, the product I'm using at the moment. It's, it's, it's forging into the unknown and, and capturing that opportunity. But how do you work with, in that area? The traditional business models up to, to that point couldn't handle it. But when you're so focused on the mechanics and the execution and trying to build this scalable unicorn that is going to be a billion-dollar business like Uber, what does that mean for yourself? And what does it mean for the people that work for you? Are you going to turn them into like little mechanoids and robots you piece together and say, build, make me loads of money? Or do you want to treat them like people, like humans? And that's one of the reasons why we're really interested in this book called Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea was actually how having strong company culture, how treating your employees and the, your work environment in a way that's more human rather than computer is a way to actually create better businesses for the future. Well, computers can do the repeti repetitive crap, you know, let them crunch the numbers. But when it comes to being creative and actually relating to people, you need people and people need to be treated well. So we really uh, sort of agreed and felt uh, resonated with this, the message by Tony Shea about using happiness as a business model. You know, there are businesses, you know, we've got to a stage in, in the sort of the 
Western world, the 21st century, where scale has achieved a lot. Uh, but we are now a level of prosperity where we're looking for more. We're not just looking to make loads of money. We're looking for more meaning in our work. And particularly if you're starting a business, it isn't just about the, the mechanics of this business and how you're going to plug in marketing and um, how you're going to plug in production and, and, and revenues and, and understanding the bottom line. It's actually what are you looking for in terms of the impact you want to make, not only on other people, but also on yourself. And in the world of startups, there's this whole thing about having a canvas, the business model canvas, the lean canvas. Because it's such an uncertain uh, environment, writing a 30-page business plan is probably going to be useless because it'll be obsolete halfway through. So how can you sketch out your idea quickly and test it fast? And you know, our world is full of this stuff. But again, it's just purely on the mechanics. And so for us, it's really how can you flip that? How can you add that human side, the kind of the fundamentals, the foundations are the motivation for doing a startup. And we developed this idea of the happy startup canvas. And it's really about combining not only, you know, the mechanics of building a business are needed. But unless you know why, unless you know your definition of success, i.e. what is the impact you want to make in the world and also what is it doing for you, then there's a good chance the business will fail, particularly if it's an uncertain, innovative business. There's going to be so much hardship in there. So what we're trying to do is bring that back in to why you're doing something. And this has come from our own needs. You know, We weren't just about making the money. It's us. For us, it's actually what is it, what positive impact can we make on people's lives in terms of actually thinking of, business as a force for good rather than just a way of making money and how can it satisfy our own needs you know we had to walk the talk and we had to eat our own dog food in terms of understanding what is it that we want from this work we if we don't want the stress because we know we won't be able to work effectively then it's unfair for us to grow a business because then we're going to have people full of stressed people because they're going to feed off us so it's a very hard kind of choice sometimes well, some people could think like, but you could make, you know, scale the business, make loads of money. But money for us isn't the important thing. And money will come if we do good work. And that, I think this is one of the core um, messages, I think, behind this webinar is really understanding your own definition of success. The standard model is something, you know, look at material wealth and financial wealth. And that's a very easy kind of measure, but doesn't necessarily tell the full story. So I would say looking at what success means to you is more than just the work you do, how well you do it, and how much you're paid. Um, and in the startup world, success is usually about this idea of hockey stick growth. You know, find a business model that can scale and then you can grow that to a global business. Um, we want to sort of dispel that, dispel that mess and think of how can you also stay happy and sane and enjoy what you're doing at the same time? And maybe hockey stick growth isn't the thing that you need. Because, uh, and this is a, a model I quite like, uh, um, and it's from, I think I stole it from Tal Ben-Shahar's book, I think The Happiness Hypothesis, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it looks like a few, few of you have got some books there that you've read and you know about. Um, and, and there's, there's these four quadrants and essentially you have traditionally most people are in this bottom right hand corner um, rat racer basically you're working uh, hard to secure a better future and sometimes and most people don't like their job now yeah it's, it's one of those things you're just doing it because it pays you well you have the skills to execute on that job you're going to make your money save it up and then you're going to retire and you're going to be all rosy and that's all good 
and you get that also in, in uh, the startup world. It's like, you know, heads down, work really, really hard, really, really hard, try and get that five-year exit, make the money, sell the company, and then relax. Uh, and during that period, probably burn out and get an ulcer and, and lose friends and family. And then there's the hedonist in the top left-hand corner. And that's more about, let's enjoy now. I don't care about the future. We don't care if this is going to be a, a, a long-term business or whether we're going to make any impact. Let's just enjoy what we're going to do now. Get the money in or enjoy yourself now. And again, that's not productive. That's not healthy because at some point, the you know the the come down's gonna happen there's the money's gonna run out uh and there's the life is gonna feel empty and then the bottom left hand quadrant that's the worst place in terms of shit job and i don't know where i'm gonna go in the future and everything looks bleak and i don't even want to talk about that where we want to live and this is again based on your own definition of success is being happy now doing stuff you love now or enjoying what you're doing now and knowing that that's going to make give you enjoyment in the future and it's going to make a positive future and for us that's where happy startup a happy startup should live is trying to think how can i work now to the best of my ability using my skills and strengths focusing on making a positive impact that's actually going to leave a positive legacy and and for me, that's, and for us, myself and Lawrence, that's, that's really the essence of our mission here, trying to get people to think about that and make those tough decisions that isn't purely based on how much money you're going to earn. Because that isn't the only measure of success. And um, I think it's about, I think, taking stock now and again and just thinking about what is it that's important to you and what is it that money is actually supposed to give you. Um, there's a really interesting story I heard about uh, a fisherman uh, who, uh, and probably an apocryphal story, but I like the, the, the way what it illustrates is uh, simple life. He would fish which, um, once a day, then sell the fish to be able to sort of buy more food. And then for the rest of the day, he'd chill out with his friends and with his family and just have a nice, simple life. And an entrepreneur comes to this island and says, right, you're really good at fishing. Why don't we improve your fishing and we can get like a thousand fish a day and then we can sell those fish and then with those fish we can buy more fishermen and we can scale this business and then with that money we can then make a positive impact in the world and then we can actually, then you can have other people working for you and then you can then rest. And then what do you do? And then spend time with your family. It's like, okay, so you go through all that hardship to make that thing work just to go back to the thing that you really wanted to do. So I think it's really one of the things that we're trying to do in our homeschool is like, let's just flip the script a bit and think about what is it that success really means to you. And this is a really nice little sort of uh, the slide that I nicked of a friend of ours, Mark Sears. Um, and it's about some of the core things that he felt that success was good for him. Of course, money is important. In terms of you need to pay the rent, you need to pay the mortgage, you need to put uh, food on the table. And we're not saying forget money. It's, it's, it's a, an important aspect of what you're going to do. But it isn't the only thing. And he talked about being there for bath time. He has a young son, uh, well, young son, young daughter. He's a young child. And I've got two kids as well. I want to be there for my kids. I want to be able to have time because that time is going to go. I'm not going to be able to buy that back. And within five, ten years, they're going to be teenagers and they're not going to want to know me. So I want to have that time to do that. And that's, again, part of my definition of success and his. He wanted time to play. He wanted time to be out in the countryside, be out in the wild, because that's really part of him. That's part of what makes him tick. And, but he also wanted to make an impact. 
Yeah, you want to actually do something that's going to make a positive dent in the world. And a similar thing for us. And it's really balancing this graphic equalizer of needs that you need to fulfill, these things that, that are important to you, and not just skewing it based on the money. How can you actually bring that all together and then find the work that you, can, you want to do based on those things? And so rather than just think about what's the business opportunity, how am I going to make money on this, how big is the market, because that's stuff you can work out at some point. That's kind of academic to a certain level with some hard work and networking. That's cool. But if you've made that money, you don't know why you did it in the first place, then that's going to be a whole load of wasted time. So ultimately what we talk about is what do you need? What is it that you need personally? And uh, there's this... Uh, model by uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, talking about the fundamental human needs and what it is, what it is, it you, what it is you need uh, uh, in terms of a human being, and how that progresses based on what you can basically uh, achieve for yourself. So the basic physiological need, the standard human need, you need you need food, you need shelter, you need to feel, uh, you need to have a home, you need to have something that's, that caters for you physically. And then you have the next level up is kind of feeling of safety, feeling of security, feeling like you're not always on edge. And once those two fundamental basic human needs are met, then it becomes much more aspirational, much more less tangible. So it's about love and belonging and self-esteem and finally actually being the best person you can be. So when you're thinking, we live in, in a, and myself and, and Lawrence and us in, in the Western world, in the more kind of privileged uh, world, we don't need to worry about food so much. We don't need to worry about security a lot of the time. You know, we are privileged. And so actually we have a responsibility of thinking about how, how can we work to the best of our ability and cater for help other people by being the best ourselves uh, and not purely thinking about how much more stuff can I accumulate. Ultimately, we also need Wi-Fi because we are in the digital world. If we don't have that, we can't actually do our business. So don't forget that one. But being able to articulate what those fundamental needs are and being able to be clear for yourself what makes you tick and what Whatever venture you're going to pursue, whether it's a job, whether it's a startup, uh, whether it's a charitable project, social enterprise, how is it going to feed you as well as help other people? Because if it doesn't have that, then you're not going to sustain this work. You're not going to want to continue, especially through the hard times, if you're not getting something out of it beyond just the money. And so part of uh, what we try and do on the home school is this exercise of when we're trying to get people thinking differently is thinking about those needs what are the the core needs that that satisfy you whether it's to do with expansion so for me a lot of it is about learning personal growth really trying to uh, improve this thing here because this thing here i can remember one of the thing that my father taught me from a very early age is this is the, what you learn is the only thing is one of the things no one can take away from you they can take away your money you can take away your house but what you know is is yours forever and so that thing is very important to me and that's a fundamental need whatever i do these days i have to have some element of learning into it thankfully i'm doing the happy startup school so there's learning there so again it's the the initiative the the, the project that i'm doing has something very much to do with uh, tapping into my needs and so that's you know that's why we're trying one of the things that we try to communicate on the home school because if you know what you need then you know what to, to you, you well if you don't know what you need you don't know what you want to get 
and you you'll end up going in the wrong path so if you if you have a clear idea of the things that really motivate you then you're much uh, in a much better uh, place to do the work that can sustain that otherwise if you're just if you don't have that knowledge and you you just follow a path that's dictated by other people you're going to end up somewhere where you're not working to your best of ability and you're not actually making the impact that you'd want to make because it's not feeding you and for us this idea of this kind of entrepreneur's happy place comes from this by knowing what you need what you want what you want to do what gives you energy and also matching that with the skills that you have the the talents the things that you gain sort of energy and enthusiasm from and then overlapping that with what do people need what is it that how can i help other people and what will people pay for because if this is you know we t we are the happy startup school and it's about how can you grow a business that only not only makes a positive impact but actually is sustainable and it's actually how do you deliver value and how can you do that working to the best of your ability so one of the exercises and the exercise is part of the free lesson that we give out on uh, as for the homeschool is this using elements of knowing what you need uh, knowing what you're passionate about what really drives you what, what really motivates you what makes you angry knowing your strengths knowing your superpowers what what tasks abilities talents do you have that you either are better than most people um, knowing what is it what what do you feel is your inner purpose? What is it that's driving you? What is it the thing that, the thing that gets you up every day? And, and combining those and understanding those to then paint a picture of the future that would sat, where you're doing it, you're nailing it, you're, whether it's your whatever activity or business you're doing, having this rosy or we call it a cheery postcard from the future and being able to picture that in your head, not purely just what you're doing, but who are you with? What is it that... Um, uh, what are people saying about you? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? Because it's having that clear vision, clear idea of where you could go, not only helps you motivate, motivate you to move forward, but also helps you make the right decisions and steer in the right place and not go off track chasing, chasing the wrong thing. Um, and now this is an exercise. We did this. Uh, so this must be three, four years ago. Uh, so we were playing around with this idea and Lawrence decided to write this postcard. Again, Happy Startup School was a very early days. We were like, this is our fourth year now, so this is probably in our first year. Uh, and this is what he wrote. Life is great. We've now had 100,000 join our community and are off to our first international Happy Startups conference in San Francisco. We continue to be amazed and inspired by the people we meet every day that give fuel to our mission. This is uncannily accurate. Okay, we haven't gone to San Francisco, but we were supposed to go to States in November. We have done a summer camp in the UK, but we also had an event in Chennai in India, and we've done an event in the Alps. We have people in the States who want us to go there. We've got 100,000 people who are interested in you know, following us, urging us on through the homeschool and the summer camp and our events. The amount of love and uh, goodwill that's come from that has spurred us on. This was... Three years ago, we had no idea whether this was going to happen. But because we were very clear about what we wanted and what we needed, and we were we led from that intention, these things this thing seemed to happen. Now, I'm not saying this is like think it and it will happen, but if you really really believe it, there is this there is an essence of that you will get to where you need to go. It's it's mind blowing for us in terms of 
uh, reading this because it's really weird. It is really weird. And this is a genuine postcard. This was from three years ago. And this is one of the exercises that we'd, we used to do in workshops. Uh, and it, it's, it's kind of, well, we, that's why we believe in this so much because we're kind of feeling like we're living it at the moment and we want to share that with as many, many, as many of you as possible. So that's kind of like the purpose of the cheery postcard, this, this idea of being able essentially to create this vision, but also trying to make it a little bit more uh, visceral, something you feel rather than just something you do. It isn't just about the business, it's about what's going on for you. And so um, what I thought I'd do uh, to give you some context of where this all fits in uh, is to just give you a tour of the homeschool and see how that slots into the stuff that we do online with our students. So the course is over four weeks. Um, there's 12 lessons and it's allowed, you're supposed to go at your own pace and it's, it's, we're not trying to push people through this too quickly, but we give you daily nudges and it's structured to give uh, the lessons supposed to be quite easy. You should be, you should be able to do it in a day or in you know, a half an hour, maybe two hours max. They can be a bit challenging. Um, but we each day we give you a, a little prompt. Uh, you have a little video, a little email telling you what to do. Kevin's online now. I'll, I'll, he's, uh, I'll let him uh, tell you about his, uh, his experiences in a minute. Um, and then uh, once you get that email, you'll be taken to the classroom, which I'll show you briefly um, in a bit. And that's where we host all our all the lessons, all the content. You have worksheets that you can download, and you have also further reading that you're, you can do if you want. And we also have a discussion forum that we run on Slack. And this is really one of the most powerful parts of the, the homeschool is being able to interact with other sort of students and, on, a, on the tribe. So it's a great way to share ideas, get feedback. Um, now, one of the biggest things that we found with early stage entrepreneurs is that fear of being judged that their idea is crap or what they think is crap. Uh, and this is really our effort to try and get into this habit of just sharing stuff early, really putting it out into the world because until it's on paper or on screen or something tangible, it's got this fleeting quality that you'll forget and it doesn't make sense and then no one can feed back on it and you can't actually progress uh, and uh, improve that idea if it isn't something more concrete. And so for us, being able to get our students to share all the work, uh, the work that they're doing during the lessons, and uh, and the sort of the um, the f output they're getting from that. Then without that, that's it's it's just it, it just becomes something not concrete enough. Nothing. It doesn't provide any kind of moving forward. So I'm just going to show you. I'm going to stop this screen share now, and I'm just going to quickly show you uh, the lesson, the the course. Let me uh, the classroom where are we going I don't want my email uh, good, uh, right there we go so this is the classroom um, as you can see here you have a welcome video an introduction when you start and the, the, the whole course is broken into four weeks the structure for each of the, the modules is essentially you have uh, three lessons this one is passion, and so there's the needs lesson that will get you to go through, uh, then passion, superpowers, and so there's 12 different lessons that culminate ultimately where you, we want you to put all of that information together and release it to the world in a medium post. Um, 
So what I'm going to do is I am going to pass you over to Kevin. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Are you? Can we hear you, Kevin? Is your audio on? Let's get your audio on. I can't hear you. Have you got a mic? No. Oh. No, I can't hear you. Can anyone else? Tell me on chat if you can hear Kevin. No, no one can hear you, Kevin. Do you have a mic that you can switch on? No. You've rotated it. Oh, we're going to lose him. Is he going to be there? Right, while we're waiting for Kevin, uh, let's see if Apple's online. Uh, I'm going to unmute you. Aperva, are you there? Um, hello. Hi, uh, I'm here. Oh, cool. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, so, uh, I think to give you guys a bit of context, uh, Apple, he's based in India. He's got his own business called No Nasties. Uh, and yeah, his definition of success is, <laughs> is quite a big one. But um, I thought it'd be good to get him on because uh, he's, he's a long-term friend of the Happy Start School. He's been following us for a while. Uh, I, I think it might be nice for you just to give a brief uh, ex description of what um, you do with No Nasties and the mission behind it, just to give the people a bit of context in terms of it's not just about the money. Okay. I was waiting to talk, but okay. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hopefully you can hear me. Um, so I know I've been following Happy Startups for about two, three years and just discovered them online and was amazed that there were other people out there thinking the same way. And we've actually used a lot of their graphics without telling them in our presentations. So um, what we do, so No Nasties is uh, on the surface, it's a, it's a clothing brand. We do organic fair trade clothing, but it's actually a social cause disguised as a clothing brand. Um, the cause is to reduce farmer suicides in India, which is a huge issue in cotton farming, by creating more awareness of the problem and offering a solution to our clothes. So you can see more about it on the website. Um, it's a big career change for me. I've been doing this for five years, but 12 years before that, I was working in technology uh, in the US and Australia and decided to come back to India for this. So very empowering, very satisfying, very challenging, uh, but so much more happier doing meaningful work than sitting and coding websites, so, which I'm doing now too, but doing it for my own website. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks a lot for that, Apple. That's, uh, no, that's great. I'm sorry for putting you on the spot. So can we get Kevin online? Are you yeah, able? Yay! Awesome. Yay. Audio is working. Awesome. Excellent. Cool. Yeah, I had to um, change the privacy settings. Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. So you're cool. halfway through homeschool now, aren't you? I am, yes. Uh, lesson six, uh, two weeks in. Yeah. It's cool. fantastic. I just, yeah. So I was going to share some information with you about what it's been like. Uh, it's been, I think, you know, I, I came to join the, the Happy Startup community. I went to the summer camp not that long ago now. Um, and it was an uh, extraordinary um, experience. And just, I felt like I'd kind of found my tribe, as it were. And 
and it's just so great having that community around you. But I, I signed up for the homeschool um, because even though I had an idea, I it was it was a kind of a fledgling idea, something that was just starting to form. Um, but the homeschool uh, just has helped me with the lessons each each day over the last couple of weeks. It's just been really powerful in terms of understanding who I am uh, and really kind of getting clarity on who I am as a person, what my needs and, uh, are as an individual, what my kind of values are, uh, and also taking a look at, uh, you know, sort of strengths and, and weaknesses that I have. Um, and I guess, you know, it's been re really um, useful to kind of go deep on that. And, and that what I like about the school is that the exercises just get you to think about things differently. So I've thought about my values uh, as a person previously, um, but the exercise in, in homeschool just came at it from a completely different angle, um, which was really refreshing. So it just gets you to really think about who you are as a person, what you really um, believe in, and then that gives you a really good grounding and you try and uh, put that together with your idea. And it starts to, to, to get clearer, starts to get clearer to actually say, well, you know, that's, that's why I had the idea in the first place, because it chimes with some of your values, but you can then shape and refine it as you go through. Um, I, I mean, I've loved doing it. I love the kind of creative aspect of, of doing the kind of, I did like a workbook, I don't know if you can see, but I've got like a little uh, book that uh, I've, I've got. You are star now. student. Oh, it's the first time in my life I've ever been called that. I've, <laughs> I um, but I did you know kind of little drawings and exercises. We did like a postcard to ourselves and the future, which was really cool. Um, you know what? Uh, you know, kind of finding our who our enemies are, what our passion is. Um, and I've I mean I've gone to town really just because I wanted to kind of have a book that uh, wanted you know I wanted to keep and. Um, something I can refer back to, um, but it's been great, you know. Just it's, it's it's easy enough to find the time in the evenings. Well, kind of, it's very busy, but uh, just to sit down, get your headphones in, um, watch uh, Carlos and Lawrence's videos, and they give you a little introduction to start to get you thinking about the lesson that you're about to do, and then you read through the worksheet and just dedicate some time and and thought into it because. I say uh, there's more lessons to come. I'm only halfway through, but I found it really useful just to learn about myself. I feel like I understand myself more <laughs> than I did before I started the school, which is, you know, you can't uh, say that that's not good value, really, because that's going to really shape what I do now uh, in the future. So really pleased with uh, you know the course. It's really cool. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thanks a lot. That's brilliant. Um, I'm just going to meet you now. So. Uh... Cool. Yeah, so um, that first half of the course is really about that kind of knowledge of what is it you want to get out of the business, but also it's about telling your story because one of the most difficult things that we found with entrepreneurs uh, starting up their business is they focus too much on the thing, you know, the features and the actual product and not enough about why is it important and where does it come from and what what is it that adds meaning to this work? Because without that story, it's just another product on the shelf. But if it's got that personal touch, that thing that people can resonate with, and, and this is another thing that I think people struggle with, is that they feel like they need to tell a story that resonates with everyone. 
No. In the beginning, if you talk to everyone, you talk to no one. It's really about trying to find that real personal angle on it that people would really get and really love. And there might be just a few people to begin with, but those are the people who are going to help you because they're going to be passionate about your mission, about what you want to achieve, and they want to help you move forward. And so it's not thinking about when I start a startup, who are my first customers? It's actually about who is my tribe? Who are the people who are going to rally around me and really help me push this idea forward and also influence the idea? Because it isn't just about this lone genius sitting in a room thinking, right, I'm going to come up with a perfect business idea. That rarely happens. You know, this whole kind of Steve Jobs Messiah sort of syndrome where you think you have to be that, uh, that visionary to create the, the world-changing idea. No, it has to be a collaborative effect, particularly because of the difficult kind of, uh, sort of challenges ahead. And also, there's only, you know, if you don't feedback of other people, you won't get different perspectives. And if you have that narrow view on something, you're going to miss something. So for us, this homeschool thing is not only about knowledge of self, it's knowledge of storytelling. And how can you get that story out in the world of your product or and of your business so that people will engage and love what you're going to do? And being able to target the right people, particularly those first people who are really going to just want to get on board. Maybe you'll find your first co-founder. Maybe you'll find someone who's going to invest you, invest in you because they understand the vision. At the beginning, you have nothing. You have no product. You have no service. Literally nothing to offer people. All you have is your passion and your story. And that's what we want people to really focus on at that early stage, to be able to sell that as well as they can. So that's kind of homeschool in a nutshell. Um, and thanks, Apu and Kevin. You've been awesome. It's like, it feels like I'm not just the only person talking about it. And I think, actually, these guys coming on board is a perfect example of what we're trying to espouse. It's like, actually, these guys are awesome because they, they believe in the same kind of thing. They're trying to do their thing in their own way. And it gives us fuel for our mission. We don't, it makes us feel like we're not just crazy nutters thinking, you know, happy and startup. You can put those two words together and they mean something. They actually do mean something. There are people like these guys and also you should check out the summer camp videos and the stuff that comes from there. And also we've got so, we've had over 500 people come through homeschool. There is, a growing community of people who believe that work can be a force for good and done in a different way. Uh, so one of the things that we offer out is our free postcard lesson. Uh, I know what we try and do on the homeschools is we try and support the students and try and you know, interact with them and give them some pointers and also try and do calls with them to, to help them with any questions they have about it. This is really an opportunity for anyone who's done the free postcard lesson to ask any questions about that or any questions about homeschool or the Happy Startup School in general. So um, it's that awkward time when you think, oh, is someone going to post a question? So I'm going to like sit here for maybe 30 seconds in a minute, crapping myself, thinking no one's interested. <laughs> but if you do have a question, please either post it into the comments box, or there's a Q&A box as well that you can post a question in. In the meantime, I'm, I might just go through some of the comments in here to just answer some of the other questions that have gone through. Rob, uh, where can you get one of those Happy Startup School workbooks? I think the one that Kevin's got is a customized version that he did for himself. It looks awesome. I think we're going to have to nick that off him. Um, but, yeah, we don't, we don't sell those things. They're really kind of uh, stuff that we have sitting around the studio who had various workshops and various events. But maybe an idea to start selling those things. We do have uh, keep cups, though, and T-shirts. So if you're interested in that, <laughs> please tap us up. 
Uh, do we have any other questions here? Oh, there's a oh, Rob. Oh, yeah, I'll get in touch with you, Rob, on that. Cool. Um, do we have? I've, I've done an amazing job and told you everything you need to know about Happy Startup School and building a purposeful business, or you're all tired and you want to go to bed. <laughs> Got any questions? No, fuck you, Nicholas. Right. Uh, remind us of the prices of the T-shirts. Well, if you want a T-shirt, it's uh, I think you can get a spreadsheet. It's about fifteen pounds, I think. Oh, courses. Right. Yes, the homeschool. Thank you, Robert. I should be on the selling mode here. I really don't like the selling. Uh, if you go to the Happy Start School forward slash homeschool, the course is $249 if you want just the normal program. If you want uh, an hour's mentoring on top of that, it's $499. Um, so if you go to yes, the happystartschool.com, you'll be able to get go to courses and then you'll get to the homeschool. And there you'll have much more information, probably more than I've just said here about what's entailed, what the course is about. Um, you can always send me, uh, tap me up on Twitter, Kung Fu, at Kung Fu Carlos, if you have any more questions on the course, or send one to app, at Happy Startups. Um, and uh, I think that's, you know, that's in a nutshell. Also, we have payment plans. So if you, don't want, if you, if you want to, you can pay over three months uh, and for both versions, Homeschool and Homeschool Plus. If you're Dutch, then we also have a Dutch version. So let us know if you're interested in following that. Uh, that program that's run by a good friend Vero Kuipers. He's based in Holland. We're actually going to be in Holland tomorrow. So if you are Dutch, we're going to be in Amsterdam for the meetup on Friday and in Utrecht. If you're around there, give us a follow on Twitter as well. Right. Uh, other questions. Can we join Startup School in a pair? IQ two co-founders. Yeah, that's fine. That's, um, just share the login. Yeah, if you want to go, uh, you want to both sort of do the course together then yeah you can sign up uh, and yeah there's there's no restriction in terms of uh that um i would if you want to both join the slack group you might have to have two logins but email me and we can sort something out for you there uh here we go how long do people stay with you and the happy startup tribe months years uh, <coughs> the whole of your life um Happiness isn't the destination, it's a journey. Uh, what was I going to say? We've only been around for four years. We've been running the, the, the homeschool for two. Uh, the community's only been around for one year. So our, we're going to be around for the long haul. Um, so for us, it's uh, the homeschool and, and the materials you get access to for life. After the homeschool, we invite you to join the community. We're on, also looking at introducing a premium program. So once you finish the homeschool, the plan is you're much clearer on your idea. You know how to tell the story. Uh, you have a framework for any idea you have to turning that into something that you can share with the world. But if you have very specific and you've got a product you want to move forward, that's what we want to do with the premium program. That's why we invite people onto the community. So if you're in that position as well, please let us know and we can start getting you onto that list. Uh, da, 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 da. What's next? What would you say is the best place to start if you don't know your strengths, passions, or what the hell to do with life? Right, Pippa. Okay. I need to get on call with the Dalai Lama in terms of your meaning and purpose. Um, 
homeschool. Uh, thank you, Kevin. <laughs> but it's it, it's interesting. We had this at summer camp. One of the guys there uh, who was who gave a talk, a final talk, was Case Klomp, and he talked about purpose and what it means to find your purpose. Um, and it's, it's quite interesting as well. It's, it's a bit in, in the startup world, they say uh, to find a business is like to solve people's pain. You know, where are they having a hard time? Go out there, solve their problem, and that's where you could potentially have a business. Here's our whole case's idea was purpose is tied to pain. Where is their pain in people's lives, and how can you, solve, how can you help with that pain? So that's kind of a way of externally looking at what you want to do, what you could do, looking at various things that are wrong with the world and what you want to solve, that's a big ask, yeah? And also, if you don't know, if you don't know what, what's important to you, then how do you know which problem? There's too many problems in the world to even contemplate being able to narrow down on one very easily. So what we're trying to do is like understanding what drives you, what's important to you. Really, there's a bit of a self-reflection point there because unless you kind of know what's, what's inside you and what's limiting you in terms of what is it that you can achieve, then it doesn't matter what kind of business you're going to go into you're going to hit a roadblock at some point because there's something holding you back inside. So for us, it's really kind of the knowledge of self thing, really. And we have, that's the whole point of some of the exercise and exercise uh, on homeschool is breaking that process down into something a bit more manageable and less, not too heavy, a bit lighthearted, lighthearted, but it's still deep enough for you to start uh, getting a much clearer picture of where, where you can find uh, the thing you want to do in life. And, the thing is, it, it may change, but if you don't start with something, trying something out, really trying to dive deep and understand this stuff, then it won't happen. Um, so start with the first step. Start trying things out. Get ideas out of the world. Talk to people. Join a program like Homeschool. Then that's how, by doing things, that's how I think you're going to work it out. Um, next one is daniel wants to know where is the meetup in amsterdam see if i can come wicked it's a place called Funbase. uh it's on friday if you look up uh go to meetup.com search for happy startups amsterdam and you'll find all the details there so i hope to see you there daniel that'd be awesome next one catherine uh, what advice would you give to anyone who knows that they aren't happy in their current job but they are finding it hard to leave behind yes, um, so finding it hard to leave behind, I'm going to make an assumption here because I don't know, there, there could be multiple reasons for finding it hard to leave behind. It's usually about the money. Uh, you're scared that if you stop that job, then you won't have any income. We had a conversation about this today, actually during, we hold a, every Tuesday at lunchtime, people in the club, this is our clubhouse, we have members of the community who come here, we get together for lunch and we talk about various challenges and sort of issues and topics and that was one of the things, like how do you transition from a, uh, full-time job you hate to something that's a bit more that gives you more energy and to just do it in one go might be a bit reckless so uh, you need to understand what your survival budget is you know, and and being very clear how what is the least amount of money you can you can um, live on to be able to still survive and then push this idea forward and maybe you can start transitioning down. Is there a way to do a bit more flexible hours? Even just maybe one day a month to start exploring ideas, uh, meeting new people. That's the other thing. It's like you need to, to, before you can make that leap, you need to be really, like most people need to be really sure about where they're going to go and what that means. And so part of this process is trying to paint this picture of what is it, where do I want to be 
So I know what to say no to because every no is going to be a yes to something else. So if I can say no to working on a Friday on this job I hate because what I can say yes to is actually talking to more people about this idea I have or the direction I want to be, then that's going to give you more confidence uh, and also probably more connections and, and to people that you can talk to around pushing this idea forward. So I hope that's answered your question. Again, it's very hard to, to it's a quite a tough one, man. It's, it's, it's not, it's, I can't, I don't want to give a flippant answer, but there's something to think about. Um, so, here we go. Uh, right, thank you, Dom, for saying you like what you see so far. We try our best, we're just trying to be authentic. This is us, if you like us, you like it. We are Marmite, you can either like us or hate us, hopefully you love us. Um, Cool, let's see. Um, right, cool, Rob. Will there be a recording available of this webinar? Yes, there will. I will, um, I'm gonna email all of you who are on this webinar with a recording, I'll probably email. Um, there's a few people who are supposed to be on here. Anyone who registers, they're gonna get a copy of this webinar, so don't worry if you wanna go back on it and, and see my face ranting again. Uh, I read somewhere that you shouldn't search for meaning, but you should create meaning. So there's that book, Man Sends a Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Um, yes, I agree. Uh, trying to look for, for meaning and success uh, and purpose uh, out there, you know, there's, it's not a thing. It's you get it by doing stuff. And I think the only way I personally believe that you can find meaning in stuff is actually just working on stuff doing things that that give you energy and, and ignite your passions and then through that you'll work out what's the thing that really gives meaning to your life and if you can overlap that with something positive in the world then i think that's truly going to give you some kind of meaning uh, right thank you hitchhiker fan yes me too 42 awesome <laughs> uh right where we go here any more questions? Cool. Uh, you might as well have a conversation. Yeah, there's a conversation going on amongst yourselves. I'm not needed. <laughs> um, Willem ended nicely there. It's true. You can only find what you love by trying many things. Uh, I'm definitely an advocate of that. Um, I just, thank you, Rob. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very needy and I need messages like that where, where people say they need me. <laughs> but yeah, no, trying, there are some lucky people in the world that come out of their mother's bellies saying, I want to be a doctor, an architect, or you know, feel, feed the starving. Um, and I, I have major respect for those people, but they're very few and far between, I think, to really have that true sense of purpose from a young age. And I think most, most of us are wandering around, just like trying different things, thinking about, uh, does this work, does this work? And the worst thing to do is not to try stuff. And I think that comes from a mindset of thinking, if I try something and I'm not good at it, I fail. Uh, and I hate this term, you know, um, it isn't failure, it's learning, or, you know, fail fast, learn faster. It's just experience the world, you know? It's, it's another sort of notch of the, you notch down to experience. It's like, yeah, it worked or it didn't work. And, and it's, as long as you take that on board and you, and you use it for the next thing you do, then it's all good. And, and this is kind of tied to what this, the purpose of this webinar is. Success is a personal thing. 
it isn't it shouldn't be this there's no absolute definitions of success because we all come from a different starting point different start different starting conditions and we live in different environments and so what's important to me is different to you kevin and different to lawrence and different to all everyone in the community but being understanding what's really important to yourself and then using that as the benchmark of success that is the fundamental thing. And without that understanding, you're gonna always measure yourself against someone else, whether it's your parents, your coworkers, your best friend, or whoever's best, who's ever, whoever's winning X Factor next. It's really, I think, a case of that self-reflection piece um, and then being happy with that uh, and, and, and then trying to pursue, uh, and then feeling away, because those things change. Feeling yourself, uh, fe feeling yourself sorry, <laughs> feeling around. <laughs> what, what that means to you. So it's eight o'clock. Uh, I'm going to go home and say goodnight to my kids. Um, Kevin, I'm going to unmute you and just say thank you very much again for joining. Uh, you're very welcome. Yeah, no, it's cool. I'm glad I could help. And I say one thing I was just going to add was around the value of the community. Because when I joined, I just all of a sudden felt that all the stuff that I was nervous about, or anxious about, all, all the things I don't know, or that I know that I don't know, I just get the feeling that there are people within the community who do know the things that I need to know, and, and it's there's so much uh, comfort from that, actually. Even though I've still got a lot, yeah, a lot of um, journey to go, uh, there's comfort to know that, actually, I've now got people I can turn to and ask questions, and everyone's really kind and generous with those ideas, so that's a really uh, big factor for me. Awesome. No, that's great. Thank you very much for that. It's uh, very, very, very touching to be able to, to have someone like that talk, tell you guys what it's like. So thank you, everyone, uh, for coming on board. Um, Rob, thanks for the love. Uh, you guys, uh, I will email you guys with the details of the recorded webinar and more information about homeschool and also the community and the events that we're doing. Uh, I'd love to see you guys at the next event. If you're ever in Brian, come and say hi. Connect to us via social media and Ting. Um, just say hi there as well. It'd be, it's great to, to feel like people out there get what we're doing. So uh, have a good night, Kevin. Uh, enjoy the again. You. Bye, everyone. Thanks a lot. My Twitter handle is at Kung Fu Carlos. Thank you, Rob, for reminding me of that. Uh, so at Kung Fu Carlos, I used to do Kung Fu until I had kids. Someday I will go back to it. It is one of my core needs. Um, but yes, you can tap me up on Twitter there. Cool. All right. Take care. Good night. God bless. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you. The probably going to do some more of these webinars. So uh, if you're on if you're if you're on my spam list, I will be telling you more about them. All right. Later.